Hello. Hi, Joe. So I'm like, I'm ready. Hi, Joey. How are you? Good, Baruch Hashem. I just need one minute. I'm just parking, and then I'm going to set up Rebbe on Facebook, and Rebbe will be good to go. How are you? How are you, Joey? Baruch Hashem, Rebbe. You're doing good. Are you feeling a little better? Kaka, kaka. I'm driving, so it must be a little bit better. Okay, one second. Let me, let me set Rebbe up here. I'm going to... Shalom Aleichem, Rebbe. Shmuli. Hi, Shmuli. How are you? What's going on? Hashem. All is good. All is good. What's going on, Rabbi? How are you? Hey, you the boy. What's going on? Baruch Hashem. Everything's good. Everything's good? Where are you? At home by your parents? I'm by Men Lake. Well, there's a big shlishim today for Morty they're making. Uh, I got in at touch a, with the... Where? At a shtibol. They have a shtibol. They raised, we raised the money. We're making a shtibol for them. Uh, uh, I called the mom and the dad. I called the but it's but it's happening. I spoke to the mom and the dad. I spoke to them. Very nice. What's going on, Rebbe? Is there a lockdown in Tazdan or? No, no. But there are a lot of people getting sick in Israel every day. It's a shame it gets better soon. I hope so. I hope so. Okay, Rebbe, you're good to go. You're live on Facebook whenever Rebbe's ready. Okay.
Okay. First of all, I, I want to share a story with everybody who is here. I can't tell exactly. I can't see. Gallery view, maybe? Ah, oh, here we go. I got it. Hi, Yaakov. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. I want to share with the guys uh, a very a cool story that I heard this week. Maybe there's a little bit of a lesson, and then we'll talk a little bit about the nine days. Uh, there was a couple that this couple was a uh, childless couple for 15 years. And uh, they weren't able to get it together, and uh, they, they cared very, very much about each other. But after 15 years, they made a decision, believe it or not, that each one felt that they were holding back the other one from having kids, etc. So they decided that they're going to go to the Rav and they're going to get divorced. So they went to the basin and they got divorced. I'll say it a little bit quickly because I don't want to, I want to get to other things. So it was very, very uh, emotional, very traumatic. And then in the end of the day, a few weeks later, the lady realizes that she's actually pregnant. Now that's crazy. So she calls back the husband and she says, you know, uh, I've got some news for you. I'm actually pregnant. So we'll, we'll, we can go back to the Rav and, uh, you know, get married again. So he says to her, I'm sorry to tell you, but you may be forgetting that I'm a Koyan. And once I'm a Koyan, a Koyan can't be Mavzi's Grushosa. He can't take back his Grusha. So they were, they were, they were distraught. There were uh, no words to describe the pain that they felt. And he went to the Godel Ador, this fellow, he went to Rav Yoshev, and he said to Rav Yoshev, you got to find a hatter for me. There must be some hatter in all those books you have. There's got to be some sort of hatter. And, you know, he thought about it and this, nothing, nothing, no hatter. You know, it's very, it's painful, but there's nothing to do. He says, you know, I would suggest to you, maybe go to my son-in-law. Go to my son-in-law, Chaim Kanievsky. Maybe he'll have some out-of-the-box type of uh, piece of advice. So he goes to Chaim. Chaim thought about it, and he says, also, he says, I don't see any way out of this issue. In this situation, I think only the Rabbi Nishalaylam can help you. Only the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. This guy was devastated. So he picks himself up and he goes to Yushalayim and he goes to the Kosala Marovi and he stands at the wall and he starts sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. To the point that the guy that's sitting right next to him comes to me and he says, Hey, mister, what's bugging you? What's on your mind? You know, I can't daven. I can't, you know, what, must be something really, really terrible. Tell me, maybe I can help you. So the guy says to him, what could you, what, what could you possibly help me? I mean, Revol Yashif can't help me. Your client can't help me. Only Hashem could help me. He says, tell me anyway. Tell me what your problem is. So he tells him the whole story from beginning to end. And then he says to him, the guy says to him, you know what I would do if I were you? You have a father? He says, yeah, sure, I have a father, but he's, he's in an old age home in America, and he's with Alzheimer's. He's not in good shape. He's, he's really not in very, very good shape. 
That doesn't make a difference. He's a father. You have a father, you go talk to your father. Ask your father. Ask your father what to do. So he thought the guy is crazy, but then again, he starts thinking, you know, Chaim said, you know, this is only from Hashem and this. He hasn't seen his father for a long time anyway. So maybe if you would go see his father, he'll have a shtickle mitzvah. So he picks himself up, gets on a plane, goes to America, comes to the old age home. He says, how's my dad doing? They say to him, nothing changed. The way it was, that's what it is, Alzheimer's. So he goes inside and he starts talking to his dad. And you know, he's, he's very, very, the father is very, very removed. Every now and then he has maybe, you know, a, a, a half a second of clarity. And he tells him the story and he pours out his heart to his father. And after that, the father tells him, listen, I want to tell you something. You can go back to Israel and you could remarry that girl because you're not a Koyan. You're adopted. And I was in shock. He went back, we married the wife, and as they say in the United States, they were they were they lived happily ever after. Well, the, the the moral of the story is that when you have a problem, you go talk to your father. And Allah has come of a kama when you have a father like the Rebbeinu Shalom. So then, of course, we have to go pick ourselves up, mm-hmm. or we got to talk to our dad. And always remember, like I grew up in the, in the United States, I don't know if they still have the reruns anymore, but I grew up to the show that the name of the show was Father Knows Best, you know? And that's a, that a cool story. I heard it this week. I thought I would share it with you. Okay, I want to share with you a Gemara. A Gemara Masech Menochus, that the Gemara says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, after the Chorben Bayez, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, destroyed the Beis HaMikdosh. And he came to visit the Beis HaMikdosh and he found over there Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu was standing in the Beis HaMikdosh and he says, what are you doing over here, Avram? So he says, I'm coming to check out what happened, what's going on over here, Where's, why, why the Balagan? Where's the Beis HaMikdosh? Where are my children? Where is everybody? So he says, your children have sinned, the Golu, and they went into exile. So he tried to speak upon their behalf. He tried to, you know, be a good defense attorney. Maybe it was a shoigig, maybe it was inadvertent, maybe this, maybe that. And he tried to, you know, they, they, they kept Milda. Didn't work. Nothing worked. He put his hands on his head. And he was screaming and he was crying. And it, uh, it actually went into my mind a couple of days ago. I recalled a particular story. About 20 years ago, uh, I don't know if all of you were here, most of you were, most of who I, the names that I see now. 
20 years ago, we know what happened with the, the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers was, that was massive. That was something out of control. And those Twin Towers, the truth is I was sitting actually downstairs like I am right now. And, you know, we like to sometimes, you know, I don't like so much screaming upstairs to my wife. So my wife, I get a, you know, sometimes we get a phone call. I get a telephone call from my wife. So she says to me, uh, you know that a plane went into the World Trade Center. I said, you know, you don't have to believe everything they tell you. You know, take it easy. You know, go, don't get carried away. But she was right, as you all know. And not only that, a couple of minutes later, the other one came tumbling down. And these two huge edifices, right, 100 plus stories, they were gone. And it was down to ground zero. And I don't know if you people remember or don't remember, but you know, to drive in the BQE in the next period of time and to be missing that view of the World Trade Center, it was very, very shocking. And I had a friend from over here from Telstone. He's actually an old and very guy. And he went for a visit back to the United States. And he told me that, like, like many, many people, that they went to ground zero. And, you know, I always say about that, you know, that Osama bin Laden, in his wildest dreams, couldn't have expected that he's going to have such success. That's crazy. That can't be. If you would be writing a fiction book, nobody would believe it. That the planes are going to knock off. You know, maybe he'll give a crew cut to the World Trade Center. Maybe there'll be a hole in one spot on the World Trade Center. But that both buildings are going to come tumbling, crashing down. And all that's going to be left is the rubble on ground zero. Who would ever believe such a thing? And my friend, he went to ground zero and he stood there and he was pondering the enormity of what had taken place over here. And you know what happened? He burst out in uncontrollable tears. He couldn't control himself. What the World Trade Center had been and what was left of ground zero, it was such a shock that he had nothing to do but to put his hands on his head and bawl. So that's what happened with the Beis Amigdash. You know, the Beis Amigdash was something so, so amazing. The, the Beis Amigdash was, was big. The Beis Amigdash was special. The Beis Amigdash was Kodesh. And like the Gemara says, Roma, Adbira From a huge, 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 tall, tall building to a low, low, low pit. That's what happened by the Beis Amigdash. 
So we have to try to instill in ourselves, I think the Marshall World's Trade Center is a pretty good, the shock of what was compared to what is, is something just dreadful. And I'll tell you what I think. You know, the first word in the Megillah that we say is Eicho. Eicho And Chazal Darshan, that that word Eicho is a playoff of what Adam Arishai, after he did the sin of eating from the das. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, Ayeko. Ayeko. The same letters. Eicho Ayeko. Where are you, Adam? Who are you? Look at yourself. And I think that it's not just a play of words. HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he created the world, his idea of the Shekhinah, Adam would have brought Shekhinah to the world, there wouldn't have needed to be a Beis HaMikdash. The only reason that we need to have a Beis HaMikdash is because Adam flopped. And when Lamaisa, I believe, that when we're mourning the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, what we're really mourning is the destructions of ourselves, of what we could be, of what a human being can be, of how special HaKadosh Baruch Hu took every single one of us and he instilled in us a nishmas imal and a shama from under the kisei HaKovoy. We have so much, so much potential. And nebuch, nebuch, look what many, many of the billions of humans in the world look like today. So I think ultimately what we're mourning is really the demise of man. And I want to share with you another story and then we'll close up with this Gemara, with the end of the Gemara. There was a story, I tell it sometimes on the trips to Poland. You know, there was a big tzaddik One of the greatest leaders of Torah Jewry over the generations was the Chidushe Harim. The Chidushe Harim was a little boy. He became an orphan from his father. He was brought up in the courts of the Koznitz and Magid. He was a very special child. He was a very special little boy. He was maybe two years old and he would like crawl around on the floor over there by the Magid, you know, to the point that uh, the little kid, the, the, the Hasidim, when they were waiting to go into the Koshnitz Magid, they would say to him, Ichimeya, we'll give you a Zlota if you tell us where Hashem is. So he responded to them, I'll give you two Zlotas if you tell me where he's not. So that's, that, was his, uh, that was the way he was brought up. He was brought up by the Koshnitz Magid, and he got older, and the Koshnitz Magid passed away. And the Koshnitz Magid had a son, Gedalia Moshe, and he became the Rebbe. And this Rebbe Gedalia Moshe was very, very mechabed, the Chidush Arim, as you can all imagine. The Chidush Arim was a person that rubbed shoulders with the Gedalia Torah of the generation, Rebbe Kiveig, the Nesivis, the Chimda Shleimah, 
It was big stuff, the Chidush Yavim. And you know, like it was big stuff for the Discovery of Moshe to have a chassid in his court of the stature of the Chidush Yavim. But he didn't like it, the Chidush Yavim. He didn't like, he didn't like being spoiled. He didn't like the kuchi 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 ku method that we use in the Veitzion. You know what I mean? He wanted, he wanted tough love. That's what he wanted. He didn't want kuchi kuchi. And he, he found out that there was a Rebbe, a very big Rebbe, by the name of Reb Simcha Bunim of Pshischa. So he decided that from now on he's going to go to Reb Simcha Bunim and he's going to become a chosid of the, the Rebbe Reb Bunim. Now, the Chedusha Arim had 12 children, or 14 children, I don't remember. Now something, dread, something dreadful happened. Every time the Chedusha Arim would pick himself up to go to travel to Reb Simcha Bunim, one of his children would die. It seems that there was a uh, historian, some of the Jewish historians, they claim that there was a genetic disease in the family. I don't think that that's... Uh, he was upset. The Sri Maisha was upset. There was some sort of kapeda. I'm not getting involved in that now. That's not the moral of this story. And every time he went, and it didn't dissuade the Chedush from going, because the Chedush understood that there was, the Emes was by Ibsim Chabunim. He had to go there. He had to be connected to Ibsim Chabunim. Later on, Ibsim Chabunim passed away, and the Kotzka became the Rebbe, and after the Kotzka, the Chedush became Rebbe. All his children passed away, one by one. Nobody left. And he went to Ibsim Chabunim, and he said, Ibsim Chabunim, I don't understand something. The Pasuk says, the Chesed Hashem La'oilam al-Yureyot Isn't the Chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu supposed to be on those that fear Him? I don't fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why isn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu raining His Chesed on me? The Chesed Hashem al-Yureyot So he said, Rebunim told him, look at the end of the Pasuk. V'tzid kosom l'vnei bonim but the truth, doctor, the justification, and everything will come to be understood by the grandchildren. The Chedusha had one grandson, the Svas Emes. And that Svas Emes became the leader of world Jewry. And that's what brought about the Gerah Hasidus to what it was. Imre Emes supposedly had 100,000 Hasidim before the war and to the, to the great Gerah dynasty that you see today. But you know, sometimes we don't understand the ways of Hashem. And we wonder, Chesed Hashem al Rabbi Yishalaylam, why aren't you being mischassed to me? You have to wait for the Bnei Bonim. So the Gemara concludes over here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was crying. And he told him, I want to tell you one thing. You don't realize Avram Avinu. The Jewish people are nimshal, they're compared to a zayis ra'anan, to a zayit, to an olive. You know, I know for years that Eretz Yisrael is blessed. Eretz, zeis, shemen, udvash. Right? You all know that. Eretz Yisrael is special. One of the special things about Eretz Yisrael is it has a lot of olives. I don't know about you guys. I can't stand olives. Not only that, Chazal tell us that if you eat olives, you forget your Torah. 
What's a special about olives? Is it pretty? You know, a cluster of grapes is gorgeous, right? But what in the world is special about olives? Olives are, ooh, I, I, I don't care with them. You know, I, if you put an olive on my pizza, I won't eat it. And there are very few things that I don't eat. So the Marshall says that there's nothing special about the olive. The olive is really not special. What's special about the olive is the shemen that comes out, the oil that comes out. But to get the oil out, it takes time. The oil doesn't come out just by itself. You gotta crop those olives. You gotta stomp on them. You gotta put them in the press. And the more you press it, the better the olive oil that comes out. And then you have delicious, beautiful olive oil that you could put for your salads. And you could make beautiful bonfires with the olive oil. And it could light up the world. You're gonna wonder, I, I, it, would somebody say to somebody, somebody's making olive oil, and somebody will say to him, hey, what are you doing to those olives? Why are you bagging the olives? That's not nice. You fool. Of course I'm banging the olives. I want to get out olive oil. The same thing. If we wonder, if we wonder why, have there, why has there been a shalalim? Why have we been, why have we been banged up for 2,000 years? Why are they banging at us? Because we're going to get out that olive oil. It takes time. It takes time. But in the end, there's going to be olive oil. And it's going to go back to Mamish, the beginning of time, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Yehi or there should be light. And you know what that light's going to be? That light is going to be us. And we're going to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for every drop of pressing, every drop of pain that we may have endured. And it's the same thing not only on, not only on the national, you know, on a Jewish point of view as all us Jews, but it's also each one of us. To bring out the true good in every single one of us, the way we bring out the true good is, aside from Torah and mitzvahs, is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a little bit of a patch, and sometimes things don't go exactly the way we would like. We have to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is pressing out the olives to get out beautiful, beautiful oil. And the day will come that we're going to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why couldn't you just get, why couldn't you have just pressed me a little bit more? A drop more, because inevitably that's the way, the best product that we could possibly derive from these olives is the olive oil. So this is what I wanted to share with you. It's a very difficult time, but, right, on the one hand, it's painful, it's shocking, it's you know, where we Jews have find ourselves today, we're not, we're not what we, you know, the truth of the matter is somebody said to me yesterday at the Shabbos table, he says to me, I don't understand. Like, what is going on over here? Like, the Mashiach is going to come for us? So I said, absolutely, he's going to come for us. You know, there are things that all the big tzaddikim were able to fix up. The big tzaddikim, and they did it. They fixed up what they needed to fix up. But you know what's on the bottom of the... You know, where all the junk, the, the bottom of the riverbed, where all the junk falls and all the, the, the gook and all that stuff, who's going to go down there? 
where it's so dirty. You can't have big people like Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Lozabin They're going to go down. You need somebody. You need, you need to have a, a generation of plumbers. That's us. Right? But I once asked, I have a brother-in-law that's a plumber. So he says that somebody asked him, how do you put, how do you put your hand in somebody's toilet? So he says, every time I put my hand in, I get my out with $500. <laughs> so this is who we are. We're a generation of plumbers, right? But plumbers can make good money, you know? And in Yitzhak Hashem, the big bucks, Be'as HaMashiach, Be'as HaMikdash, we're going to be there in Yitzhak Hashem. The mayor will be a main online. Thank you very much for coming on, everybody. I appreciate it very, very much. Nice to see you all. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.